podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Velas here at the MGM Grand with Mr. Eddie Hearn after Devin Haney's unanimous decision, not UD, win over Jojo Diaz. Um, yeah, just your reflection on what was a really entertaining fight. Brilliant fight. I mean, two stunning weeks of boxing and so proud of Devin Haney. You know, about 16, 17 months ago, I felt like we were getting frozen out a little bit in the division and people didn't want to fight Devin Haney. And they only did because we were probably overpaying them. And we have to thank the zone for not just investing in Devin Haney, but investing in making sure we could have the right opponents. And in the last 12 months, he's gone Eurokis Gamboa, Jorge Linares, and Jojo Diaz. You know, he's got the best resume, recent resume of any lightweight. Of course, Cambosas has got the standout win. Um, but Devin Haney's 23 years of age, and the maturity he's shown in the ring, you know, some say, oh, he just boxes. He's not exciting. Two stunning fights against Linares and Jojo Diaz. This kid's the real deal. He's an American superstar. And he's got so much more to come. And hopefully now we can move forward for the undisputed fight. We know how good Devin Haney is. And I know, like you just said, people have mentioned, oh, he's been in boring fights at times and whatnot. Two really good back-to-back fights. Did he actually have to prove anything tonight? Because I feel like walking away, we still kind of know how good Devin Haney is like we did beforehand. That didn't make a lot of sense. But... Um, <laughs> Basically, that was so yeah, awesome. Yeah, That's probably the yeah, worst yeah, worded yeah. question I've ever given you. Well, terrible. Do you kind of get one? Right, give it back to me. Um, basically, he chooses to entertain. He can make that a lot easier. Maybe he can win every single round. But against Jorge Linares, he chose to stay in the pocket at times to entertain. Actually got chinned, you know, and got, got wobbled at the end of one round. But tonight, he also did the same thing. And I think he understands that you've got to entertain. You know, that, that Floyd Mayweather style only really worked for Floyd Mayweather. People don't really want to watch that nowadays. So whilst Devin's got the ability to do that and box that way, he also wants to entertain. And, and you heard the atmosphere tonight. It was incredible. Um, he's a star. You know, he's a superstar. And uh, he's doing a little bit of everything. And he's great to watch. Before I come back on to Devin and potentially say him being a superstar, and I know someone mentioned him coming to England and whatnot. Um, Jojo Diaz, was you... <laughs> I wasn't say disappointed there, but that's doing him a disservice because in the 12th round, he kind of stuck it on Devin. And then I think people were looking at each other going, why didn't he do this in the ninth, 10th round? Because he was getting peppered throughout and he was getting work to the body as well. Devin invested in the body really early in that fight. And that was key. You know, he, he, the straight right hand to the body of the southpaw is a, is a beautiful shot. And he did that many, many times. When someone controls the distance so well, it's very easy just to say, why didn't you do that? You know, same like with AJ against Usyk. Sometimes someone boxes so well, it's hard to do that. And of course, maybe you kick yourself a little bit. But even in, if you notice the 12th round, Jojo Diaz came out like a train in the first minute. And then Devin beat him up in the last minute of that round. Actually hurt him badly. And maybe if Jojo would have been more reckless, he actually would have stopped him like I thought he might. So it's difficult, you know. And, and when you're in there, it's hard to, to just walk people down without the threat of getting chinned. And um, you saw that particularly in the 12th round. George Cambosa has been absolutely everywhere this yeah. week. Can I say he's a credit because he's done so much media and whatnot, made time for everyone. I saw him on the DAZN broadcast. Have you spoken to him at all since, um, since the final bell? Because I know that he's come out and said he sees a few holes in what he saw tonight from Devin. Yeah, he'll think he can beat Devin Hayne. He's a very confident young man. Great guy. And his old man, Jim, brilliant people. So pleased for him. And now we'll go away. I mean, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You know, we can make an offer to Lou DeBella and 
Peter Khan and George Cambosis to stage the fight. They can make an offer. Or we can be smart, work together and go out and maximise this fight. It doesn't have to be in Australia. could be in the US. could be in the Middle East. So undisputed fights. A lot of people want to pay for it. But I do like the idea of staging a major event in Australia. And he's the A-side. And we, we accept that. He's just had a fantastic win. So Devin will go wherever he's needed to be undisputed. We will make sure that everything's right for him and he gets the best deal. But that's the natural fight and it's one that must happen next. How confident are you it will happen next? Because I, I feel like boxing fans don't want to be back in a situation where everyone shot themselves in the foot. George has turned up. He's been vocal. It's a fight that makes sense. But I've also heard that I've got other options. And that's the kind of thing that makes people go, oh. Both got other options. You know, Devin Haney against Ryan Garcia, huge fight. Devin Haney against Tank, huge fight. Devin Haney in a voluntary defense, huge fight. You know, he's a star, but that's what everybody wants. And I think that the whole undisputed argument will always roll on unless we don't resolve it. And I think that George Cambosis believes he can beat Devin Haney. You know, I've heard him say he doesn't want to tune up and I don't blame him. He's going to make a lot of money for this fight and he should do. He's going to, you know, cement his future and he's family's future forever in one fight and it's a tough sport he deserves it and um you know i i, I believe it's not him being a man of his word because he doesn't have to take it but i i believe that we can do good business together you know the teams and i think we can make a historic event you talk about david um being a superstar and speaking to a lot of the americans this week they say that in this like in the states Javonta is probably the superstar of American boxing. But I look at perhaps in England, more people will know Devin Haney, perhaps because of your ties and the zone is easily accessible in the UK compared to where Javonta fights. But if bringing him to the UK, like you spoke about, him going to Australia, are we looking at someone, we said Floyd comparisons are dangerous, are looking at someone who could potentially end their career as not just a superstar, like a household name of boxing? Yeah, I think that, you know, our vision is always global. Um, we're different, Oscar. You know, we're not, we have a global strategy and a global platform and we make people stars all around the world. It's not for everyone. If you don't have that vision, if you don't have that ability and you can only be a star in your own market, there's nothing wrong with that. But the only way you can be a global star is with Matram. And Devin Haney can be a huge star in the UK, in America, you know, in Asia, in Europe, in Australia, all around. And Tank's a huge star, by the way. You know, I, I know all the back and forth with, with Leonard, but Tank is a bigger draw at the moment in the US. Okay, so we accept that, but we're closing the gap real fast. And um, I'm really happy with our position. And the key is consistency, not just in our business, but as, as a fighter. And I know someone, I know I have someone in Devin Haney that will always have a solid work ethic and lots of consistency. And that will give you longevity in whatever you do. So he's 23. You ain't going to see him on a street corner getting in a street fight or drunk somewhere. This guy is going to be around for a long, long time and he's just starting. He's got so many more levels to go through across so many more divisions and he's a joy to work with. Just a final one on the lightweights. Um, Javonta fights tomorrow. When he's fought and you know the final goal's gone, well, even if he loses, but providing he wins, which we expect him to, will you speak to Devon at all, even text him and just have a talk about Javonta's performance, potentially? Not really. I mean, you know, I'm sure we'll keep an eye out for it, but that could be the next fight for Devin. You know, if we can't make the Cambosis fight, who knows? But um, I like watching Tank. You know, I'll definitely tune in at some point after the fight or watch it. I don't know where I'll be at that time, travelling around, but he's a, he's a very entertaining fighter. For a darts at the TV when you see Leonard. Um, Montana Love, uh, yeah. he seems to be that sort of guy. He's yeah. got it all. His tattoos are cool. He walks with swag and he's good in the ring. Like He's, he's good, isn't he? Mm. Another guy could be a global star. You know, the Brits would love Montana Love. 
He's a real character. Listen, the bad side, miss weight, right? Mustn't happen again. But good fighter. You know, Diaz is a really good fighter. Came out just too sharp, punches too hard. So many big fights to make for him at 140 pounds. I, mean, I know him and Reed just kind of know each other, but that's a great fight. But as these belts fragment, as Josh Taylor moves up or gets all these mandatories, we need to be well-placed for Montana Love to become a world champion, and he will. Just quickly on Montana, when did you first become aware of him? Obviously, we just became aware after the Branchich fight, but he's then, got that sort of star potential yeah, then, about him. Then. I watched him at the Branchich fight, and I just thought, wow. You know, he stood on the turnbuckle. Obviously, he was in his home city. The place was going mad. And I thought, who is this guy with? Made some inquiries. Doesn't have a promoter. Bosh, slid straight in, signed him. And what a fighter. Like, it was a massive catch for us. You know, he's another American superstar. Um, just quickly on the rest of the card, Jessica McCaskill getting a win against mm. Candy White. She was tough yeah. as nails. She was. And Jessica came out like a train. Good performance from her. You know, really accurate with her punching. Been a frustrating period, but good win for her. Respect to Candy White. Hergovic did what he's supposed to do. Amir was tough for a couple of rounds, but then, you know, got beat up. I think Phillip's a bit bored with going through those guys now. We must get him a big fight next. Mark Castro, show real knockout. Ammo Williams, after a tough first round, came back with a good stoppage. Probably a little bit early, but the fight was over anyway. Alexis Espino, disappointing to get the draw, but um, I thought he edged the fight, but we can do that rematch. Good win for Amari Jones against a tough opponent. And great fight from Sandoval. It was a really, really good card. A couple of gaps late on because Devin was a little bit late and we were playing catch-up with a couple of short fights, but... Another brilliant show, and I know this is a, a UK platform, but thank you to America. You know, the, the response that I've had and the support that I've had from American fight fans, it feels like I was the UK eight or nine years ago, you know, and uh, it's really refreshing to be here. We're in such a good position in US boxing right now, and um, I'm looking forward to going home after a long run here in the States, back to the UK for two massive shows, Liverpool next week, Conor Ben and Katie Taylor, and then Chisora Parker. So on we go. And just quickly on um, Lyndon Arthur and Anthony Yard too. Um, Anthony Yard stops yeah. Lyndon Arthur. Um, I know you obviously wouldn't have seen the full fight, but you said you saw the stoppage yeah. online. Just, just your take. I, I didn't see. Apparently Yard was really good. It was a weird stoppage. You know, he went down, got up. I thought he beat the count, but the ref called the fight. And then he just walked off like I thought he would complain or something like that. But he must have taken a, a, a bit of a beating over those three rounds. And that was just the end of the fight. So well done, Anthony Yard. I felt Lyndon Arthur was railroaded a little bit into the rematch, but, you know, fair enough. You know, he, he won the first fight and Yard came back with a big win. Just shows you, you know, Yard's been beat twice now, probably in the best position of his career. So don't be afraid to have big fights and uh, one big win can put you right back. And a lot of people for a long time talked about Joshua Boazzi against Anthony Yard. You know, that's a fight we pay a huge amount of money for because that's a, a British blockbuster. Well, I think Bob and Frank have sort of agreed in principle that after Callum Johnson, Joe Smith, the winner will fight Anthony Odd. So could we potentially see Anthony Odd and Joshua Boatsy for a world title? Joe Smith's not under contract to top rank after his next fight. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, as I said, Yard's very well placed now. And, uh, you know, it was a good performance. He's a good fighter. Hey, can I just quickly ask you um, about Bob Aram's comments he said on uh, some American TV show or podcast or something that he believes Tyson Fury would have beat Muhammad Ali? Yeah, I just never think you should really talk about anyone beating Muhammad Ali because he's the greatest of all time. Um, but, you know. Yeah. There's not much you can say. I, I, I kind, of, kind of get your standpoint. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's, yeah, it's dangerous. Um, he also said on that same show, I believe, about uh, Saudi Arabia and the idea of Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk being, um, being there. We've seen, well, you know, about fights in Saudi and uh, 
I suppose it's a possibility they got the dough to chuck it. Yeah, the, you know, they've always wanted the undisputed fight. That's part of the conversation around the whole Joshua situation as well. And, you know, they're, they're very keen to stage major fights. So I'm sure they'll be in a conversation. Well, Ed, thank you very much for your time in. And Mike, thank you very much for your time in Las Vegas this week. Can you not tell I'm knackered? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'll see you in Liverpool. You have, are you going home tomorrow? I'm going home tomorrow. I'm sure you'll be out tonight. It's only of course, I'm else for the time in Vegas. Of course. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your support. Get ready for two massive weeks in the UK. Live on Design. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.